0: Tweet at Miriam O'Call.
1: Welcome back. You can text us to 51551. Loads of beautiful reaction to Stephanie and Noel and to the Coronas, but I've no time to read them. So my next guest is one of the global greats of contemporary culture, a man for whom music matters almost as much as his poetry. He's collaborated with everyone from Paul McCartney to Bono to Paul Simon. Well, the Armagh born Pulitzer Prize winner is Chair of Poetry at Princeton University. And on December the 28th, a feature documentary about his life will be screened on TG Cahart. Good morning, Professor Paul Muldoon.
0: Oh, good morning. What a pleasure to be with you.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Paul. Listen, I've seen your doc. It's beautifully made. What What did you think of the idea of a documentary being made about your life?
0: Well, you know, I, it, I was thrilled on one hand. I was a bit, you know, sceptical. I mean, in the way that one thinks me, really. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, but, but uh, I was very glad that it was being done by uh, Alan Gilsonen, and he, he mm. was on board uh, very early on. I was thrilled that it was being done uh, by uh, the BBC, of course, my, my, where I worked many years ago. But also, I have to say, by T.G. Cahar. Um, and uh, I hope I won't be um, thought to be—I won't, th- won't be thought to be inappropriate on an RTE programme because I love RTE. Uh-huh. But it seems to me, as a casual observer, that T.J. Cahar do some of the most interesting work um, on the broadcasting front in Ireland. And insofar as I had some, um, uh, had a contribution to it, which I did. I was very determined, really, and we were all determined um, with the the production company also below the radar, mm. that we would do do something out of the ordinary. I mean, the last thing I wanted to do when the idea uh, w- w- came up was your your ordinary quote unquote um, documentary about a a scribbler, mm. you know, and which is which is based on a the spine of an interview and then various uh, ones, ones uh, coming in and saying, oh, he's lovely and he's great and he's he's this and he's that. And and I, I have to say that uh, saving any everyone's presence, they all begin to look the same uh, and they're all sort of interchangeable. So I was very keen to do something different and what we tried to do, of course, was to um, take a chronological, biographical approach, but to do that using a series of songs with lyrics written by myself and then uh, the music written by some of my uh, friends and acquaintances uh, from from a range of um Music, traditional music, um, rock and roll, uh, and and so that's the way it was.
1: Are still there, Paul?
0: Which yep. ha- yeah, which have, have a chronological uh, aspect, but which I hope will be slightly more interesting than the usual stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's a fascinating documentary. As you say, you were blessed, Alan Gilsnell, T.G. Cahar, Below the Radar. You say one thing in it that I found really interesting. You were brought up with a sense that very little Paul could be depended upon. <laughs> what did you mean by that? I love that. But what did you mean by that?
0: Well, you know, at one point I, I, in the, the documentary, I did tell a story which I think maybe curtailed a little bit. I've seen it once myself. certainly the, the best person to talk about it. But at one point I did tell a story about my father uh, who, who was planning to go to Australia with a friend of his. He arranged to meet him um, at a crossroads in Conte Tyrone. Uh, he showed up. His friend didn't show up. He waited for a while for him to show up and never showed up. And th- so he turned round and went home again and stayed there. Pretty much for the rest of his life, and it was a it was a story, a family story. Mm. I think that that all, I always had a sense that that things were very random, and the reasons why we might do anything are all a bit. Um, uh, you know it, 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 there, there's not necessarily any great reason for what mm-hmm. what we do in life I mean for example I've worked at Princeton for 35 years I went there on an invitation to work part-time for a year I guess or a semester even and 35 years later <laughs> I'm uh, I'm still there and you know there's no there was never any plan to it so I think that's part of what I'm um, part of what i was thinking of um and i mean the fact of the matter is that uh, in terms of trying to be a writer there's not a lot one may depend on you know one is you the the fact that one might once in one's life have come close to writing a poem in my own case uh, does not guarantee that one will ever, ever, ever come cl- even come close to doing it again. And so that kind of it's a reality check, I think, you know, Yeah. you're always uh, you're always uh, at least I feel I'm always um, I'm not sitting up nights thinking about it or worrying about it. But if I do think about it, um, I, I realize what a precarious uh, business it is, you know.
1: Yeah, but I've been lucky enough to interview you down the years, Paul, and it, you are, you do have that kind of humility or just a way about you. I wonder, was it, I think it was in the mid-50s, your family moved to College Lands, that parish just outside Moy Village, and it was there, wasn't it? You had one of your earliest public performances. Was it the Lake Isle of Inish Free?
0: Well, it was indeed, and uh, College Lands, by the way, the, the name uh, refers to Trinity College Dublin. It was... Uh, it was uh, some land that was owned um, or administered by Trinity in, in the north of Ireland. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my first uh, <laughs> public performance, really, which which should have given me, really given me pause, had to do with a, a rendition of the Lake Isle of Inish Free, which I had studied up for a fish in Dungannon. And... Uh, I think I must have won some sort of a prize. What sort of a prize it was, I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> but a prize. So I come back to the parish hall in College Lands, um, and you know, which uh, which is still standing. Um, and uh, somebody asked me if I would re- read the Lake Isle of Innisfree, recite the Lake Isle of Innisfree. So I started off on that I Will Arise and Go Now. And I was doing pretty well until, um, I hit the line. I will arise and go now. The, for the second time, it occurs twice in the poem, and I got stuck in a kind of uh, 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 a, a, a bit of a loop, and I couldn't get out of it. And uh, <laughs> so I was, uh, it, I was on my own little tape loop. So anyway, um, I, I'm always very hesitant about reciting anything from memory my memory is not really not very good and uh, you know I can never encourage my students to recite from memory for example because I'm so terrible at it myself <laughs> and I've never really got over uh, the the embarrassment <laughs> the embarrassment of that you know such yeah. as it is
1: Well, of course, you've gone on to incredible success, Pulitzer Prize winner, etc. I thought it was lovely in the doc, Irla O'Leonard, the great Irla, said of you that no one writes poetry like you. You know, is such acknowledgement, is it hugely gratifying to hear? How do you respond to praise? Because you are, humility is kind of your middle name. Well, you know,
0: first of all, having said that that you know that there was a particular kind of documentary that I thought we were trying not to make though I, <laughs> you know gave, gave it over entirely to to Gilson, and um uh, you know it, it that that line which sounds as if it might belong to a slightly different documentary seems to have snuck in <laughs> well no i'm th- you know I'm thrilled you know Irla is um you know, a phenomenon, and uh, his singing is quite remarkable. And so, I mean, I was, yes, I mean, to to, to, to be described as writing poetry like no one else, um, you know, it could be a good thing, or it could be a bad thing.
1: It's <laughs> to be a good
0: thing. <laughs> I think it is. No, no, I think it is. But in the sense that, um, yeah, I mean, like the documentary itself, I I do try to mix it up a bit. I mean, I work on the principle that um, you know one should be trying to do something unexpected, something different. And I think most um, artists, quote unquote, have that. Mm. You know why 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 would one do it if you know if it were not a little out of the ordinary indeed somewhat out of the ordinary why would one bother why does one want why would one want to contribute to more of the ordinary Mm. More of the same stuff. So that's certainly, I think, you know, for better or worse, uh, is, is a guiding principle for me. I mean, there are things that probably aren't done much uh, for very good reasons. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, one, tries, one tries to come up with things that are um, arresting, mm. um, different, uh, that will have people say, wow. I would never have thought of that. Well,
1: actually, Paul, on that, talking about saying something arresting, at the end of the doc, you say you've no qualms whatsoever about dying. You're perfectly happy to go at any time. That must bring you tremendous peace, but also, that's pretty an arresting thing to say. Not everyone thinks like that, Paul.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I think that maybe is a hangover from some other documentary. <laughs> but uh, you know, I feel that I, but I, I absolutely believe that. I didn't quite expect to see that. I certainly said it along the way. Didn't necessarily expect to see it. I suppose the end of the program does have a slightly elegiac <laughs> aspect to it. There's a song there, sung by Camille O'Sullivan, mm. called "God It Made." Um, the, the Paul Simon reads why Brownlee left. One of my poems, and you know, I suppose there is a little bit of a sense of an ending to it. So it's it's not irrelevant, and it's certainly how I feel. Much I may tell you to the chagrin of my wife and family when she hears me <laughs> at it. Uh, she's not too happy about it. But honestly, I mean, I feel um, I feel as if I've had a blessed life really and um, you know I've been able to try to write a few poems or try to write a few poems um, I've, I've had a very good innings and um, I, I, I I'm quite quite composed as it were in that regard however weird it might sound
1: well it's a fascinating documentary. Hopefully you're going to be living for the next 50 years, Professor Paul Muldoon. <laughs> Thanks so much to chatting to us today. And listen, that documentary, Paul Muldoon, Lay His Lyrically, A Life in Lyrics, can be seen on TG Cahar on Wednesday, December the 28th at 9.30pm. Thanks so much to everyone today. Uh, Jamie Doyle was on sound. Taryn O'Sullivan was our BCO. And the programme was produced by the series producer, Core Ennis. Have a lovely Sunday and stay listening for Brendan. Slawn.